0: Thanks and welcome to Ask BBB,
1: a program that gives consumers information from businesses they can trust.
0: I'm Jim Swan. And
1: I'm Linda Smith.
0: Linda is the CEO and the President of BBB Serving Western Ontario.
1: And today will be a day of hurry and scurry as we take care of any last-minute needs before the celebrations of December 25th.
0: And it's just possible that some of those last-minute purchases will need to be returned. Ashley Castleman, Communications Manager at BBB, serving Western Ontario, will be with us later with tips to make those returns as easy as possible.
1: And in a special story, we'll hear about shopping trip that helped a young child learn about the spirit of Christmas and Christmas gifts.
0: And in all the hustle and bustle, we want everyone to be safe. The Yule log burning in the fireplace is a familiar Christmas scene, and that's the only place we want to see flames. We're joined this morning by Jack Burt, who is the Deputy Fire Chief with the London Fire Department, to remind us of the things that we should do to stay safe from fire now and all through the year. Jack, welcome to Ask BBB.
2: Well, thanks for having me, Linda and Jim.
1: Morning, Jack. Um, Are there any extra dangers during the holiday season? And and if so, what are the leading causes of fire at this time of year?
2: Leading causes of fire at this time of year, like any time of year, is cooking. Unattended cooking is the number one cause of fires here in London. Hmm. One thing that happens in the holiday season is when you introduce family and friends and the possibility of alcohol, we have an increased risk of unattended cooking. Make sure when you're in the kitchen, you're watching what you heat, you stand by your pan, you're looking while you cook, and you be still by the grill.
0: <laughs> Those are all things that should burn it. That almost sounds like you could do a Christmas song. Uh, I, I may wrap it out later, Jim. <laughs> uh, th- that unattended cooking and uh, uh, it seems as though it's so obvious and yet there are so many things to distract us at this time of year. Absolutely. With family and friends in the house,
2: uh, it's pretty easy to get distracted this time of year. Maybe that last minute Christmas gift that needs to get wrapped. Just make sure that when you are cooking, you're staying in the kitchen.
0: All right, that's cooking and we know there's a lot of that going to happen. You actually issued a number of, of tips and I guess one of the ones we would think of next would be the Christmas tree. Christmas
2: trees have a potential to start on fire. If they're a live tree, make sure that if you have a Christmas tree, make sure that you choose, you've chosen a fresh tree. Uh, once the needles start falling off, it's a pretty good indication that that tree starting to dry out. Make sure that it always has water. It doesn't hurt to water that tree two or three times a day.
0: There used to be um, a solution that people would put on trees to uh, uh, make them fire. Uh, retardant, is that is that still something that's out there?
2: It's not something I've seen, Jim. Uh, the best course of action is always to make sure that the fire tree has its water. Uh, another good tip for Christmas trees is to make sure that they're not blocking any of the exits. Um, oftentimes we start moving furniture around this time of year to have that perfect hmm. spot for a tree off in the distance. We want to make sure that that tree is not blocking an exit or any of the furniture that you've moved when uh, you start putting your tree in. And again, you want to make sure you give it space, make sure that it has three feet from any heat source at least, so that there isn't any
0: potential for fire. Speaking of exit, that's something overall that you want to keep in mind. Uh, when you think about fires, how are you going to get out? We
2: recommend that everybody plans and practices a home escape plan. That being said, this time of year, you have increased people coming into your house. You have guests, you have people spending the night, friends, family, make sure they also know how to get out of the house and know two ways out in the event of a fire. How realistic is that? Do
0: people do it? I do. Okay. (laughs) So sit down with folks and and map out uh, an escape route. It makes for a good fun Christmas activity,
2: Jim, where you can sit (laughs) down with the entire family, map out your house and practice two ways out of the house, make sure the smoke alarms work, make sure your carbon monoxide alarms work and test them before family and friends come over for the holidays.
1: So you've you've just mentioned uh, one of the things I wanted to ask about. So besides fire alarms, uh, carbon monoxide alarms are now required in Ontario. Do you have any idea how well we are complying with this new law?
2: What we're seeing when we're out in the field is that not everybody understands the legislation. And this law has been in place since 2015 And it requires carbon monoxide alarms to be outside all sleeping areas within the dwelling. So if you have a sleeping area on your first floor and second floor, you need carbon monoxide alarms on your first floor and second floor. If they're just on the second floor, you need them on the second floor. Oftentimes what we find is people are putting them outside their furnace or close to their furnace or a gas fireplace. Really what we want is people to wake up when they're sleeping, when the carbon monoxide alarm goes off and it is the law, that's where they're required outside that sleeping area.
0: Now, we've heard people say that, well, carbon monoxide sinks uh, to the lowest level, and so maybe you don't need it on the second level.
2: The best way to describe it is it fills, and you can't see it, you can't taste it, you can't hear it because the alarm's not there. The only thing that will protect you is
0: that working carbon monoxide alarm. It's the silent killer. So that's that's a Christmas gift that you can— give now, but it's something that everybody should have along with fire alarms. It's a $30
2: present that could save somebody's life and -hmm. it makes a great Christmas present.
0: Now, uh, kids at Christmas, we we like to hide our presents and so on, but you have a recommendation for hiding some other things so kids can't get at them, like lighters and matches. Absolutely,
2: Anytime that um, there's somebody that has a lighter or has matches in the home, make sure that they are getting locked up, that they're out of reach of children's hands.
0: It's a cold time of the year. Uh, I mentioned the fireplace, and that's we light that up, and there are different fireplaces. Do those little spare heaters cause a problem sometimes?
2: One thing with heaters is you want to give them space. Make sure you give those space heaters space. If they're close to blinds, if they're close to furniture, they do have the potential to ignite them and, and cause a fire in your home.
0: Overall, what are the, the biggest tips that you can give at this time of year to make sure that you guys can enjoy a Christmas in the firehouse without having to go out.
2: Just be careful in your home. You want to make sure that you don't have a fire this time of year. And if you do, make sure that you have working smoke alarms. Everybody can hear them, and everybody knows two ways out of the home so tragedy doesn't strike.
0: Well, Jack, we want to thank you very much for bringing all of this to top of mind for us. Uh, And we'll hope that everybody has a a warm Christmas without one that... uh, Uh, It involves a fire or a tragedy of any kind. Well, again, Linda and Jim, thanks for having me. Our guest has been Jack Burt, who is the Deputy Fire Chief at the London Fire Department. And when we come back, a shopping trip that changed a child's Christmas. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario.
1: And Ashley Castleman is the communications manager for BBB. We welcome her to this side of the microphone. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning. Christmas falls on Monday this year, which means we still have time to shop today and tomorrow. And then on Tuesday morning, some of those gifts will likely be returned because wrong color, wrong size, or just plain wrong.
0: So let's look at the things that we should keep in mind about gift returns. First, Ashley, do all the stores offer full refunds?
3: No, And stores are not required to as well. In Ontario, there's no law in regards to refunds or exchanges. Uh, So what that means, it's up to the consumer to inquire about the policy before making any purchase, whether that's online or in stores. And what this also means is that a store can have a final sale policy or a 20% restocking fee policy or full refunds within 30 days. With Christmas, it complicates it a little bit uh, because normally the original purchaser uh, does not make the return. So with a gift receipt, you may only get a store credit. Or with no receipt, you may only get um, store credit for the most recent sale price as well.
1: So what should we do first?
3: Uh, Keep your receipts. That's the first thing. (laughs) Um, If you're giving a purchase as a gift, ask for a gift receipt and enclose it with the present.
0: What should we be asking the retailer about their policy?
3: You're going to want to ask specific questions. Uh, That way there's no confusion of what was misunderstood. Uh, So ask things like, how many days do I have to return this item? How many days for a store credit? How many days for a full refund? Some stores offer a full refund for the first 14 days and after that, another 30 days for a store credit. Um, Is there a restocking fee? Do I need my receipt? Uh, Do I need the original visa or debit card uh, to get that full refund? So ask specific questions so you won't be surprised when you go to return that item.
1: If we know how long to return the item, what should we do?
3: Monitor the return clock. Uh, Many retailers only allow returns within a certain time frame, and that time frame usually begins when the item is purchased, not when you give it as a gift. So ask the retailer if there's special return times for the holidays. And also remember, many shops do not accept returns on Boxing Day or even December 27th, as they want to focus on those uh, Boxing Day sales. Yeah, and
0: things are usually pretty crazy yeah, at the, they are. the stores <laughs> then. If we want to return um, that weird sweater that an aunt gave us. What's what's the best strategy to do so, besides making sure she doesn't know?
3: Firstly, thank you to your aunt for the gift. (laughs) (laughs) But also, uh, save time and frustration by arriving early. Uh, Consider arriving when the store opens. Uh, There will be less uh, wait times, and you can uh, bypass the big crowds at that point.
1: What about uh, sale merchandise?
3: Uh, Keep in mind, uh, return policies for sale merchandise or clearance merchandise might be different than the regular policy. So if you're buying something off the clearance rack as a gift, uh, just ask to see if it can be returned or not, with a gift receipt or not.
0: Uh, Everybody gets pretty excited on Christmas morning. We love tearing the paper apart and getting everything out of the packaging. Uh, Should we be doing this if we aren't sure that we're going to keep the gift?
3: Well, it's a bit of a frenzy sometimes on Christmas morning, but if you're not sure if you're going to keep the gift, keep the items in the packaging. Uh, Some stores will not accept returns unless the merchandise is in its original packaging. Also, ask about restocking fees. Some merchants charge a restocking fee for returns of electronic products. So if you're buying a laptop, but it's not that brand that your son or daughter wants, keep it in its box. Don't open it. Um, because you might have to pay a 20% restocking fee, and that's quite significant when you go to return something.
1: And if we can't get a full refund, how does store credit work?
3: Uh, This can be in the form of a gift card, which is pretty common, or even just uh, store credit. Uh, So have a grasp on the store's credit restrictions. Refunds issued in the form of a merchandise credit may be subject to expiration dates, uh, and there might be other restrictions as well, like not redeemable online. But also keep in mind, if you receive a gift card back, it cannot expire unless they fall within a multi-store policy like a mall gift card.
0: Mm -hmm. Online shopping is something that's more and more common. Uh, As a matter of fact, I know people that do almost all their shopping online. Is there anything that we have to keep in mind for that, Ashley?
3: Yes. Ask about return shipping fees. Just because it says free to return doesn't mean it, uh, you don't have to pay for shipping fees to, to return it. it. just means they won't charge you a fee to, to return the thing. Uh, so be sure to read return policies when buying online or from catalogs uh, to find out if you have to pay for the return shipping fee as well or if it's included. Sometimes merchandise can be returned to a store instead of an online merchant. So that's always a good tip to remember.
1: So if you're listening to this radio show now and you're realizing, oh, I forgot to ask about the return policy, is there anything you can do?
3: Yes, um, look on the back of your receipt. Sometimes stores uh, post it just right on the back there. But also keep in mind, they might have a special holiday return policy. Give the store a quick call. Um, try to do it at opening because I know stores can be very busy this time of year. So it might be a little hard to get through. But there's no harm in just giving the store a call for a quick question. What
0: might some of those holiday return policies uh, consist um, some
3: of? of the, some stores, if starting like uh, November 1st, you can have all the way up to January 15th to return it. Um, so it depends on the store really, but some stores extend the return period for this time of year.
0: Is that sometimes on the back of the receipt? Or?
3: Not always. Usually just the standard policies on the back of the receipt and then anything um, special, it will be given verbally at the store.
0: So gift cards are something that is a solution. Are they returnable?
3: No, normally gift cards are treated as um, almost like money. Uh, So you can't return those. Usually you can't redeem uh, points on them either for places like the grocery store. You don't get your um, PC points. Uh, So those are things that you can keep in mind as well. Uh, Once you buy them, it's final sale normally. You can use it to buy other merchandise in the store, but you can't return them for cash like you can with merchandise.
0: What about giving a... a Visa or a charge card that's loaded um, ahead of time. Prepaid
3: uh, visas and mastercards are becoming more common. Just keep in mind there's activation fees. Um, there's fees that are uh, reduce the balance every month. So if you buy a hundred dollar gift card, you're not really giving a hundred dollars. You might only be giving like seventy five dollars in the end.
0: Ashley, thanks again for these tips, and uh, thanks for being on this side of the microphone. When we come back, a Christmas shopping trip that changed a child's Christmas. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario.
1: Christmas is a time filled with warmth and giving and a time for storytelling of Christmas's past.
0: Well, Linda, I found a story about giving at Christmas that tells of one child's discovery of giving at Christmas that I thought might be a nice little break from all the hustle and the bustle. What's it called? It's called Santa's Team, and it's by Carol Laycock. And here's the story. My grandma taught me everything about Christmas. I was just a kid. I remember tearing across town on my bike to visit her on the day that my big sister dropped the bomb. There is no Santa Claus, jeered my sister. Even dummies know that. Well, my grandma was not the gushy kind, never had been. I fled to her that day because I knew she'd be straight with me. I knew Grandma always told the truth, and I knew that the truth always went down with a whole lot easier when swallowed with one of her world-famous cinnamon buns. Grandma was home, and the buns were still warm. Between bites, I told her everything. She was ready for me. "'No, Santa Claus,' she snorted. "'Ridiculous. Don't believe it. That rumor's been going around for years, and it makes me mad, plain mad. Now put on your coat and let's go.' Go where, Grandma, I asked. I hadn't even finished my second cinnamon bun. Where turned out to be Kirby's General Store, the one store in town that had a little bit of just about everything. As we walked through its doors, Grandma handed me ten dollars. That was a big bundle in those days. Take this money, she said, and buy something for someone who needs it. I'll wait for you in the car. Then she turned and walked out of Kirby's. I was only eight years old. I'd often gone shopping with my mother, but never had I shopped for anything all by myself. The store seemed big and crowded, full of people scrambling to finish their Christmas shopping. For a few minutes I just stood there, confused, clutching that ten-dollar bill, wondering what to buy and who on earth to buy it for. I thought of everybody I knew, my family, my friends, my neighbors, the kids at school— the people who went to my church. I was just about thought out when suddenly I thought of Bobby Decker. He was a kid with bad breath and messy hair, and he sat right behind me in Mrs. Pollock's grade 2 class. Bobby Decker didn't have a coat. I knew that because he never went out for recess during the winter. Oh, his mother always wrote a note telling the teacher that he had a cough. But all the kids knew that Bobby Decker didn't have a cough, and he didn't have a coat. I fingered the ten-dollar bill with growing excitement. I would buy Bobby Decker a coat. I settled on a red corduroy one that had a big hood on it. It looked real warm, and he would like that. I didn't see a price tag, but ten dollars ought to buy anything. I put the coat and my ten-dollar bill on the counter and pushed them toward the lady behind it. She looked at the coat, the money, and me. "'Is this a Christmas present for someone?' she asked kindly. "'Yes,' I replied shyly. "'It's for Bobby. "'He's in my class, and he doesn't have a coat.' The nice lady smiled at me. I didn't get any change, but she put the coat in a bag and wished me a Merry Christmas.' That evening, Grandma helped me wrap the coat in Christmas paper and ribbons and write, To Bobby, from Santa Claus on it. Grandma said that Santa always insisted on secrecy. Then she drove me to Bobby Decker's house, explaining as we went that I was now and forever, officially, one of Santa's helpers. Grandma parked down the street from Bobby's house, and she and I crept noiselessly, and hid in the bushes by his front walk. Suddenly, Grandma gave me a nudge. All right, Santa Claus, she whispered. Get going. I took a deep breath, dashed for his front door, threw the present down on his step, pounded his doorbell twice, and flew back to the safety of the bushes and Grandma. Together, we waited breathlessly in the darkness for the front door to open. Finally it did, and there stood Bobby. He looked down, looked around, picked up his present, took it inside, and closed the door. Forty years haven't dimmed the thrill of those moments spent shivering beside my grandma in Bobby Decker's bushes. That night, I realized that those awful rumors about Santa Claus were just what Grandma said they were. Ridiculous. Santa was alive and well, and we we're on his team and that's the story uh, i found that uh, on the internet and i thought it was worth sharing it's got a little bit of truth in it and it's got a little bit of uh a little bit of shopping and of course BBB, we always think about shopping at christmas time with all the tips that we've had so we we hope that everybody has a very merry christmas out there linda ashley uh, it's been a great year and uh We'll be back, of course, next week, and we'll be talking about uh, New Year's Eve. We'll have as our guest uh, the people that are putting together the uh, New Year's Eve party in the park. Uh, We're going to be joined by Marcus Plowright to talk about all the festivities then. But in the meantime, we hope everybody has a a great Christmas time and a very safe one, uh, taking in some of the tips that Jack Burke brought us today. So that's it for this time. From everybody at BBB, we wish you a happy holiday. Be safe and enjoy the holidays.
1: A Merry Christmas to you, Jim. Remember, you can check us out at BBB.org to look up a business, file a complaint, write a customer review, report a scam, read tips, and follow us on social media and more.
0: And of course, you can co- contact us on Facebook, on Twitter, or Instagram, the uh, uh At BBB, Western Ontario is the tag.
1: And if you're interested in becoming a BBB-accredited business, call us or go online to BBB.org backslash Western slash Ontario and become part of one of the largest business networks in North America.
0: That may make it a wonderful new year. Well, that's Ask BBB for this week. Until next time, I'm Jim Swan.
1: And I'm Linda Smith.
0: Remember, Ask BBB.
1: And start with trust.